You're listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast from Judicial Watch. I'm Chris Farrell, and this is On Watch. Welcome, everybody, to On Watch, the Judicial Watch podcast, where we take a deep dive on all sorts of news topics that don't get enough coverage in the mainstream media. And we take various opportunities to talk to important newsmakers, thought leaders, and folks in the conservative movement that you should learn more about and get to understand their work, what they're doing, and really how it applies to us here in the good old U.S. of A. Thank you for joining us. We're very happy to take the time out uh, to listen to this podcast. Hopefully you will subscribe, whether you listen to us uh, on any of the podcast platforms that are out there, Apple Podcasts, um, any of the few, I'm not going to endorse any, but any of the number of podcast platforms that are out there, be sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating as well. That's very helpful. Today, I've got great news because we're joined by Miklos Zanto, who is the Gen- Director General of the Center for Fundamental Rights in Budapest, Hungary. He also is the director of CPAC Hungary, which is the European arm of CPAC. Many of you know about the Conservative Political Action Conference. They attended every year in the United States, the last couple of years in Florida. It's returning this year back to Washington, D.C. But there's a European arm of CPAC, and Miklos Zanto runs the European operation, which last year met for the first time in Budapest, Hungary, last May. So, Miklos, welcome to On Watch. Thank you very much for having me, Chris. It's great to have you join us, and I know that our studio audience here that's listening is intrigued by this, and of course our listeners out in uh, podcast land will enjoy our conversation. Uh, First of all, uh, Hungary, in many respects, is unique because it is a bastion of conservatism in Central Europe, and I'm quite certain that... uh, since you're surrounded by the European Union uh, for, on three sides, and you, you, have a, you share a common border with the Ukraine, the fact that a conservative government under Prime Minister Viktor Orban is successful and thriving and has broad, broad public support in a recent election, an overwhelming victory, I have a feeling that the left and, the, and all the bureaucrats in Brussels at the European Union, they probably are very frustrated that how is this conservative government in Hungary, how are they succeeding? How are they thriving and doing so well? Can you give us a, a, a general overview of, the, hung, of the, the conservative success story in Hungary? Yeah, um, thanks again for having me. It's, uh, in a nutshell, it's about bravery and it's about political know-how, political strategy. Um, but, of course, uh, if you take the, the big picture uh, into into this discussion, then I should underline that, yes, Hungary had a very difficult history. Uh, Hungary have all, has always been a, a freedom-fighting country. We Hungarians were always, uh, we have been always uh, freedom fighters. Uh, for In our history, which dates back for uh, uh, 1,000 years, uh, we fought against the, the Mongol hordes, we fought against the Ottoman Turk Empire, we fought against the Habsburgs, we fought against the Germans, and last but not least, we fought against the Soviet Union, the Communists. And um, after the fall of the, of the Iron Curtain and the Soviet Union collapsed, we thought that we will arrive back to the West. Because Hungary has always been part of the West. 
or at least that is how we feel. Sure. And um, of course, um, in the 90s, uh, the integration, the European integration process pertaining to Hungary began. Uh, we became the members of the NATO and of the European Union in the early, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And we thought that we have arrived. We have arrived to the West. We have arrived to Europe. That's our home. That is our family. And the problem, uh, as it turned out, uh, was and, and is that it is no more the West. It is no more the Europe that we had in mind sure. during the uh, uh, communist era. We thought that, and that factually, that's true. Uh, that 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 was true for uh, for the fifty or sixty years after the Second World War. That uh, that Europeans, Western Europeans, uh, believed in God, cherished their national traditions and their national heritage, right. and family was an important thing for them. And uh, of course, here I speak about the political elites. And it turned out then that when we arrived to the gates of Europe, of the European Union, and when we stepped in, we found uh, a European Union or the European elites um, being against the churches and against the Judeo-Christian heritage of our civilization, saying that it is politically incorrect sure. to be connected to your uh, to your cultural past. Um, they are trying to build up some kind of uh, United States of Europe without nations, without borders, without national identity. And of course, it also turned out that um, instead of family, instead of uh, praising the importance of the family, uh, they are for gay marriage, and uh, uh, this uh, uh, rainbow propaganda and gender propaganda. So while you, while you were behind the Iron Curtain, the West changed on you. Yeah, and yeah. It, be it became a, you know, you had a a notion of what was going on in the West and the freedoms and the possibilities. And then when you finally get there, surprise, surprise, it actually switches on you, and it's really a very different environment for you to participate in. Uh, but somehow Hungary maintained its own identity, its own history, its own culture, its own language. And that is truly unique today, now in the European Union. Uh, the EU kind of gives Hungary a hard time, doesn't it? Yeah, because um, what we feel, of course, every and each nation uh, handles itself as special. But we, we Hungarians, we really think we are special. And uh, now we feel that what, what have remained of the West, what have remained of Europe, it is in Central Europe, in Hungary, and in, and in that region. And um, although we do see this uh, very heavy and aggressive attack on our fundamental values, on God, homeland, and the family, Hungary is trying to is trying to be or serve as a compass or as a, as an engine for conservatives all over Europe and uh, and all over all over the Western, Western civilization. How to be successful when you would like to stick to your original values, to tell the truth. How when you would like to stick to common sense in general, because sometimes we feel that because of this whole 
Vogue thing and because of political correctness and because of because of, of CRT and, and different gender ideologies, many of Western politicians and the political elite became became a little bit insane and they lost their uh, their common sense. And then, and, and now really the the beauty of your your efforts at hosting CPAC Hungary provides a counterpoint to that. I think that's really a, an important It's yeah, it's a symbol, it's a symbol, but uh in general the past 12 years in Hungary. Uh the the Hungarian right, the Hungarian conservative government came to power in 2010. Um so the past 12 years shows for us that yes, it there is a way. There is a way that you can put conservative ideas, conservative uh, virtue, conservative approaches into practice. Yes, it is possible to adopt a new constitution, which we call fundamental law of Hungary, that enshrines uh, our national heritage, our Judeo-Christian traditions and values and uh, national past. Uh, it, uh, also, and you're not ashamed of that. No, we are not ashamed of that. Of course, I mean, that, it that's was, really the remarkable was, piece. Yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. so much of Europe is running away from that. Your prime minister very famously said, uh, uh, the, the, the father is a man and the mother is a woman. It's, and that's a family and they have children. And, yeah. and he was ridiculed for, I'm paraphrasing, that's not an exact quote. But that's, no, essentially, right. yeah. that's essentially what he said. And uh, your colleagues in the European Union uh, ridiculed and mocked Hungary for having a position yeah, like that. To tell the truth, we had to put we had to put this very phrase that the mother uh, is a woman and the father is a man into the constitution because I just give you and the the audience an example. The European Parliament in Brussels adopted a resolution saying that men should be guaranteed the right of being pregnant, uh, which is ridiculous, but it's true. And of course, this whole thing is not only a clash of ideas but or clash of worldviews but it's also a legal battle sure uh, it's also about sovereignty uh, it's also about whether brussels is allowed to make regulations on family policies to make regulation on the so-called gender identity or the member states are allowed to do so. RFI, just for the American audience, uh, you do have the deep state here in the US. Our deep state is Brussels. So when we, European or Hungarian conservatives, when we speak about the state, uh, we are speaking about the member states, the right. local level. Right. And um, yeah, there is a, the Hungarian example shows that there is a, there is a way to, to adapt such kind of a new constitution. There is a way to protect your borders. Uh, in in 2020, 15, there was a very massive, huge influx of migrants. Millions and millions of them came via the Balkans, from from the Middle East, from Africa, from uh, from uh, South Asia uh, to Europe, because they were invited by the European political well, by Angela Merkel and Angela Merkel. And and she's the, the one who opened the door. So by the progressive political elites and. Uh, they they marched through the Balkans and they they wanted to cross Hungary and go to to Germany to France etc. Right. Uh, but Hungary Hungary built that wall. We built fences. <laughs> we 
We need a and lesson we, on how yeah. to do that. We haven't and, figured that out yet. And of course, Hungary, in political and legal ways, was heavily attacked. The, the, the new Hungarian border protection regulation was heavily uh, attacked by the European Union and by different human rights NGO groups financed by uh, by George Soros and the Open Society as well. But we managed. But we managed to protect uh, our borders and to defend our uh, sovereignty. And now, now I think that is a very important point if it comes to to CPEC Hungary and to our conservative movement in general worldwide. That of course we are used to. It's a sad thing, but we are already used to the attacks uh, on our uh, traditions, Judeo-Christian heritage, uh, or or a national identi- identity and national pride. But I think the progressives uh, crossed the red line with this whole gender issue, especially it, when they are when they began to focus on uh, the sensitization of the of the minors. And uh, in April, you held a referendum as part that. of your general election. Yeah. And tell us about the referendum because the results of that referendum, in my view, really made portions of the European Union go out of their minds. That's for sure. Uh, the referendum and the related uh, legislation uh, is about the protection of the children. Uh, and the referendum is about uh, whether uh, Hungarian people would like to see uh, gender propaganda, gender sensitization, as they say in a political correct way, uh, in public schools, in the media, or not. And 95% of the people voted no. All right, so the, the Hungarian people have an opinion on this, and it's 95% say no. And I've heard your, your prime minister say, leave our children alone. That's yeah. a very direct... Uh, that's, that's all what we want. That's all what we want. Parents get to decide their children's education. Yeah, That's the fundamental yeah. right. First, they try to blame, they always blame Hungarian conservatives, of, and of course conservatives in general nowadays, being populists. And I always say no, it's democracy. When you put a very important question on the ballot for a referendum and ask the people whether they would like to have it or not, not yeah. for example, migration. We did have a, a referendum on migration, mass migration, uh, six or seven years ago. People refused. They uh, voted for Hungarian sovereignty and national identity and no for multiculturalism, no for mass, mi- mass illegal migration. Uh, but that is democracy. Of course, European leaders and uh, progressive leaders all over the world, they are always speaking about international standards and European values. But if there is a political leader like Trump, uh, like many other conservative politicians uh, in the world, or for example, Prime Minister Orban, who do use democratic tools to ask the people whether they would like to do things or not, that is called populism by the progressives. No, it's not populism, it's democracy. How, how democracy works. And of course, I will be very, I will try to put it in a very simplified way, but historically, the liberals, the progressives are the ones who, let's say, invented democracy, um, general suffrage. So they should pay respect to democracy, to general suffrage, to referendum, if it is used by conservatives, or if it turns out that the democratic voice of the people tends to the right and not to the left. 
For our OnWatch listeners, Miklos Santo is the head of an organization called the Center for Fundamental Rights in Budapest, Hungary. I can tell you, if you're trying to find, well, what does that mean to me? Here's the parallel for you. So his organization is essentially the Hungarian version of a major conservative think tank, like, for example, the Heritage Foundation here in the United States. So if you're, if you're trying to draw a parallel and you're saying, well, who is this guy and what is he doing? Uh, that's the parallel. So a country of 10 million, roughly, in the very heart of Europe with a very successful conservative government, a NATO ally. They have troops deployed uh, right alongside American troops around the world and had been for years, whether it was Afghanistan or Iraq, uh, a member of the European Union, a very successful conservative government right in the heart of, heart of Europe. And uh, at times they are, are falsely presented by the usual sort of left-wing media outlets. And it's been our very great pleasure to take time and talk with Miklos. Miklos, I'm going to give you the, the final word, the closing word on this. Uh, we know that uh, coming up this springtime, uh, you will be hosting another CPAC event in Hungary. It's really, the, like I said, the European arm or the European activity uh, of CPAC, and it's going to bring a whole bunch of conservatives together. Uh, give us your your closing words and a preview ahead of of your of the work that you have before you. Um, yeah, we will uh, announce it officially in the forthcoming weeks. The next CPAC Hungary will have it in the first half of uh, of this year. And um, for us, CPEC Hungary, but our work at the center in general, of course, we do deal with constitutional issues, political analysis, book publishing, and many other things. But nowadays, uh, our flagship project is to, to realize the nightmare of the liberals to build up a very strong international network of national forces. Because what we see on the left, that they are very, very organized uh, internationally. They uh, do move and make politics in a very coordinated way internationally. When there should be an attack launched against a country like Hungary or Poland or against President Trump, then, uh, then the liberal media works uh, together with the human, so-called human rights right NGOs, with the lawyers, with this network of European society. And they are very professional. At it. So I think, uh, of course, rule number one, you should never play by the liberals' rules, but it's very important to learn from them if it's necessary. And international cooperation building among conservatives, I think it's, it's crucial. It's crucial because those attacks against God, homeland, and family are global. So we should give a global international response as well. So we should provide our fellow conservatives uh, with with platforms, with forums, with the networking possibilities uh, from the entire Western civilization, and that's what CPEC Hungary stands for: to bring American, South American. Uh, Israeli, Australian, Japanese, and of course European and Hungarian conservatives together. Last year it was an extremely successful event. I think it's uh, because the New York Times wrote very nasty things about CPEC Hungary. So it's a, <laughs> it's a sign of success. It's, it's the highest sign. endorsement. That's for sure. That's great. Um, and uh, yes, we will do it. We will do it again. And I'm sure that it will serve uh, the interest of the international conservative uh, community. We follow not only the Hungarian recipe, but the uh, recipe which was given us by your president, Ronald Reagan, which is about within 
they lose. That's exactly the answer right there. We win, they lose. Nicholas Zanto, the Director General of the Center for Fundamental Rights in Budapest, Hungary. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today about your important work in Hungary, in Europe, and the fact that you've taken time to visit with us here in Washington, D.C. And good luck on a very exciting CPAC Hungary coming up this spring. I'm Chris Farrell on Watch. Thanks for listening to Chris Farrell's On Watch podcast. For more information, visit www.judicialwatch.org because no one is above the law.